You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show Extra right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McBride, delighted to be your host as always. A very special episode in this week. We are joined by Mark Shankland as always. Shankers, how are we? I am good, Scott. Cheers. Brilliant. And we're joined, it's a Glenafton special this week, so we've brought in two of the best characters in the Glenafton dressing room. We've got the assistant manager, former <laughs> legend in the park, Brian McGarry. Brian, how are we? Hi, good Paul. Cheers. Brilliant. Cheers for having me no bother at all any time and we're joined as well by he looks very nervous when he's on here <laughs> how are we not bad pal thanks brilliant it's a great show lined up we're obviously going to talk about we're going to have to start the season we're going to talk about some stories we're going to do a recap though of the past obviously we haven't had a show in the past couple of weeks relating to the west but we're going to start off with shankers talk us through it coming up to Auckland Lake three Two now at half time. What was what was going through your minds at half time? We were talking before we come on, Brian. Made a few of his results, and I was the same. I just I just wanted the game to finish there and then. No, no finish there and then, but because you you can still got half to play. But I just thought I never I never seen what was going to happen. The second I've never seen that coming uh, at all. We were very poor the first. First half and it was two 0 which was probably far as it could have been three or four going in at half time, but thankfully in the end up we, we managed to, to come back and, and get the win. Brilliant. Brian, what was your thoughts on your one 0 victory over Bonnet and your third one of the season? Were you happy with the with the result in the end? I uh, well we kind of viewed it as a, a must win, obviously Bonnet was bottom of the league and uh, they're not doing great. And if he's kind of getting results against them, we don't want detached from other teams around us at the moment. Going to the league table, I know it's early doors, but you want to stay in touch. And uh, I was, it was good to get a win. Oh, one nil, probably flattered Bonneton, I would say. I thought uh, it was, I would say, mainly attack, we defence the whole game. Uh, thought we played really well, maybe similar to Scotland the other night. Finishing in the final third wasn't it up to scratch, but we got the win. And that was I'd taken a one 0 win before the game, so I'm uh, happy enough. Brilliant, Ross. What was your thoughts on the one 0 victory? Were you happy? Uh, probably similar to Brian. Uh, it was it was must win. Need to kind of try and start putting points on the board. I thought first half we, we kind of battered them. Second half we kind of a huff and puff, but we never really were under any pressure. To be honest with you. It's good just to get points on the board. Brilliant. We will look at the other results in the Premier Division. Obviously, Friday night, Darville 2, Hurlford 4. Bees beat Colburnley 3-1. Clydebank 0, Pollock 2. Cumbernauld 1, Rob Roy 4. Obviously, Cumbernauld 2, Auckland Lake 3. Glenafton 1, Bonnet 0. Arvin 1, Colwinning 3. Largs 3, Benford 0. Rossville 2, Troon 0. And Rutherglen 3, Blantyre 2. Shankers, what kind of result in that? List kind of catches your eye. What was the one that you thought you were kind of stunned when you heard? Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm stunned, but obviously the, the one on Friday night, uh, Darvo, uh, it's probably, I'm not saying it's a 
surprised. It's not a shock or anything, but Huddleford's capable of doing that to anybody in the league, but maybe Darville at home uh, in the league, you would, you would expect them to, to win that, but fair play to Huddleford, they've went there and, and they've had the right go and, and they've, they've got joy and they've, they've come out with three points and Darville's going to throw a wee sticky parts in there. Uh, Mick will be looking to Looking to hope they get they get through it and get to the other side and start picking up wins, but it's it's, a, it's just one of those things. So see when see when you're dropping points uh, week after week and beginning of games and you might be thinking, okay, surely this is going to end this, but it's a wee parts for them and I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll get through it and in the end. But it is probably one of the ones where everybody's looking and thinking it's a wee bit of a surprise. Yeah, yeah definitely. Brian, what kind of result in the Premier Division this weekend caught your eye? Uh, probably a Rossville result against Trun surprised me a wee bit. Uh, Rossville's summer position to ourselves and Trun gave us a bit of a doing a few weeks ago. They were a good side, worthy 4-0 winners against us and I was surprised. Rossville, I, I think Stevie Wilson might get sent off start the second yeah, half so I don't know if that turned the tide or not but uh, I would say probably result of the week in the league for me would be Rossville against June Rossville. he must have got sent off for two, book, uh, two cents or something eh? he's not got a tackle <laughs> in him <laughs> Rossville has all caught your eye similar to Mark I think if the game on Friday night Hurlford Darvo was a bit yeah, a shot I, I know Hurlford were struggling for, for players going into that game on Friday night so to go there and score four goals away from home I thought was quite impressive to be honest with you Brilliant We're going to move into Conference A we'll take a look at their results quickly Affleck beat Johnson 5-2 Fourth 6 Luger 2 Garvin 1 Bells Hill 5 Glasgow Uni 3 Craig Martin 0 Irvin Vicks 1 Les Mahigo 5 Mabel 4 Muirkirk 3 Solcoats 2 Mary Hill 4 and Shots 3 Whitlitz 1 Shankers, give us a result out of that and a kind of team that's catching your eye in conference, eh? I think Arthurly. Arthurly been up there and, and we played Johnston in pre-season. Uh, I was Johnston. I, we played Johnston pre-season and they were a, a kind of stuffy team and, and I thought they would be they would be up there in, in the division for uh, for one of the teams that would, would be challenging. So I think take five goals off of, off of them is, is something and I think, I think I'd be surprised if Arthurly yeah, at the top of the table at the, at the end of the season. Yeah. Brian, who can I confess do you think has got the most potential to, to top the league? Uh, to be honest, I've not really paid much attention. That's terrible. Uh, but <laughs> the only result probably paid attention to that weekend there is Craig Mark. We've got Craig Mark this week in yeah. the Cup. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about Glasgow Uni, but obviously they've been doing all right. Craig, Mark, Ryan, I've watched them uh, in a pre-season friendly, knowing we had them in the cup and they're a decent side. So they'll be looking to bounce back against us. So take nothing for granted against them because uh, I always feel a team on the back of defeats always... A danger when you've got them the next game. Can you underestimate them? You always get a reaction most of the time. Yeah, definitely. Ross, what about you? If it was conference A, is there anything catching your eye? I'll be honest with you. I'm similar to Brian. I don't, I, I don't look much at the, the kind of leagues. To be, to be honest with you, I just try and concentrate on ours and and run about us. 
definitely. We'll move into <laughs> we'll move into yeah. Conference B quickly. We'll just run through Ardeer three, New Mains two, Ashfield two, Thornywood four, Canvas Lang ten, Royal Albert one, Dorai one, Kaluk two, Glasgow United nil, Kello nil, Greenock one, Gart Cairn nil, and St Caddox four, Port Glasgow nil. Brian St Caddox, obviously your your former managers there at St Caddox are now yeah. Surprised they started the season so well. Obviously, they're sitting top of the league. Yeah. Oh no, not surprised at all. To be honest, they've got quality players there, and obviously, Southie's quality manager as well with Potsy and uh, Billy Peacock is a goalie coach as well. Uh, they've got class players like Scottish Cup winners. They have boys that play in Scottish finals. The boy Miller, Rich McCallan's played in Scottish finals. He's won the Junior Cup. Experienced. That higher level, and I don't want to be disrespectful to that league. You never know, we might <laughs> be in it next year. <laughs> but uh, ah, they're flying now, Southie. You know, you know what it's like. He wants to teams to play a bit of football and high tempo, and I'm ah, not surprised at all. They're, they're doing really well. I think Canvas Langer, yeah, yeah. And their coattails might go ahead of them if they win their game in hand. So that'll be an interesting duel as the season goes on. Them two battling it out at the top. Yeah, definitely. Canberra's line pick up their ninth one in a row in the league. Shankers, they are they're kind of flying, aren't they? They're scoring goals for fun. Ten goals against Royal Albert. That's some accomplishment. They've, they've, start, they've actually started the season brilliantly. Aye, they have. I mean, they scored ten goals against anybody. It's some feet in the one game. So how many boys did that? How many goals did that boy score on Saturday? I think he scored two, but I think somebody else scored a hat trick. Oh, they did. So, goals coming from over the pitch. So, as Brian says, if, if they win, uh, they're game in hand to go one point clear. I think it, it'll be the two that's top there coming in the season. I noticed Ardier's got a, another one on Saturday as well, but it's the same club. So, they've been really well. Been following uh, the Ardier's fine, aren't they? Been following yeah. their results just because I. I seen that they had, they had. I think they were struggling for a team at the start of the season, and then an amateur team kind of took them over, kind of saw them along their lines, and I've just been following them, and they've been picking up some good wins against some good teams. Probably surprising, probably surprised myself how how well they're actually doing. They're kind of probably punching above their weight a wee bit, but they'll be happy about that. But I think the two that's at the top will be up there coming in this season. Yeah, I think that as well. I think both teams have started brilliantly. Obviously, the experience at Caddox will be good, but Canberra's lying. You can't, when you're scored goals like that, it's going to be so hard to, to take them away from the top, near enough the top of the table. We'll move into Conference C. We'll just go through these results. Adrossen 4, Lark Hill 1. Sorry, Adrossen 1, Lark Hill 1. East Kilbride 2, St Anthony's 0. Lanark 3, Peters Hill 4. Nielsen 2, Drum Chapel 1. And St Rocks 5, Wishaw 1. Shankers, big result of that. Conference is probably Nielsen beating Jim Chapel to close the gap to two points at the top. Aye, I mean, that's a, it's one of the games uh, some people call a six-pointer when you're, you're playing the teams up up, up next to you. Nielsen bringing it, bringing it the gap back to two points, as you say. Uh, St Rocks where I can win some one as well, 5-1 uh, at home to Wishaw. So, they, they three teams, probably Peter Hill as well in the mix, so I'll be, I'll be up there uh, from the end of the season from
I was quite impressed with him. And I think St. Cadix were happy. Nielsen get put in a different conference. Meant <laughs> uh, my right side. So there it was a uh, striker boy. Was it Medas there? Isn't he? Uh, can't mean Jones, Darren Jones. Is that right? If I dreamt that up. Could be Shankers, Darren Jones is here. Nelson. Mobile boy, quite quick. There's a, there's, a, there's a boy that's really quick out wide. We played in the pre-season. There's a boy that's lightning quick. He played it in the left or up front. It possibly could be him. I'm not sure. But they are, they're, a, Brian says they're, a, they're a good side. We played them in pre-season. You had to, I know it's only a friendly, but I wasn't treated like a friendly with them, definitely. So I'm not surprised to see that, that they're up there at the top. Yeah, well, Peter, Peter Sauer are a big club and all. They'll be going for a push later on as the season goes on. They'll be wanting to get promoted, so they will. Peter Sauer's a big club. Uh, too good to be in the lower leagues, in my opinion. So they are. Yeah, definitely. We'll, move, we'll speak a wee bit about Division 4 quickly. Shankers, BSC 2, Campbellton 3, Harmony Row 3, Thunder 4 and Coulsaith Athletic 5, Glenville 1. It does look as if Thunder and Coulsaith Athletic are going to run away with it. I think on nine points clear of the the rest of the league? Aye, as we said earlier, it's a league we don't really know too much about, but when you see the two teams are so far ahead, it's going to be a two-horse race all the way to the, to the wire, and five, one and five one at the weekend is well, pretty convincing, so it's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be between the two <coughs> early doors. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was our West of Scotland roundup. We're going to talk about to Brian and Ross about the, the start of going after the pad so far. Brian, I'll start with you. Obviously, you're, you're new into the kind of management role. How have you found the transition for the player, the pitch to the dugout? Particularly, obviously, you and Mac have obviously come through the, the team together for years and now you're obviously in the dugout together. Uh, aye, it's, it's tough, so it is. Uh, I wouldn't say I was expecting it to be easy, but <laughs> aye, it's, you, you have to learn on the go, so you do. Uh, we've been out a few blows in the last what eight weeks or so. Tough start to the season. You're playing Saturday, Wednesday. There's you've got no rest whatsoever, and uh, you've got to deal with the, the blows you've been getting as quick as possible. Learn and just try and keep positive, keep going on, and try and be better yourselves while trying to improve the squad and get better results along the way. And, Try and turn the corner a wee bit because let's not be kidding. It was a wee bit of a dogfight. I know it's early doors in the season, but uh, we need to try and improve because we don't want to be in the position we are. And hopefully, we can climb up the league with a few more wins. But aye. yeah, definitely, Ross. Obviously, you've you've just arrived at Glenafton in the past couple of months. Which which going to be the thing that's caught you about Glenafton so far? It's, it's, it's a massive club. Um, it's, it's, there's big expectation at the club, obviously, and at this moment in time, we're, we're not delivering those expectations. Obviously, the, the league table doesn't lie. Uh, we've had a few poor results, albeit we've not been too far away performance-wise. Um, it's a young squad. Mitch obviously had to, to build that from scratch, so it, there's quite a lot of young boys involved in the squad still learning and finding their feet and hopefully we can click sooner rather than later and try and catapult up further up the league and where we are just now. Yeah, definitely. Brian, what's, uh, what's obviously the thoughts? The start's been tough because we've played kind of a lot of the top teams at the start of the season. 
three wins, two draws, seven defeats. So obviously you started really well with that one at Irvine Meadow and it, it kind of took you a wee while to get going and then you've picked up a couple of wins in the last few games. What was how you found it so far? Obviously the, the difference in league, obviously a lot more teams in the league and obviously a lot more, as you say, a lot more games. But it's been kind of the biggest differences for you since the season started? Uh as regards to what the first game or whatever, just well, obviously, you still you beat having medal first game, that's obviously a, a kind of massive I, result. I, after that, it's it took you a wee while to get a second one. Like, what was what you think? Look, look, it was a tough start, but Aye. that's what that's sport, isn't it? Yeah, you, you want to beat the best, you want to play against the best, and we came up short. I possibly think there may still be a hangover for the second game against Darvo. Thought we were excellent that night, and another night we would have won, but for whatever reason, we, we missed a penalty late on. Darvo boy scores a wonder strike late on, and I think we still suffered a wee bit for that game. Uh, I think our confidence took a big blow that night, uh, but we're slowly we're getting there. The boys, they are young boys we've got in. And they are getting more and more confident. The last four games, I think we're seven points for 12, bar the turn game. We've played well in those other three games. And against Blantyre, another day, we would have won that game. Uh, although I think a couple of things might have went our way in the second half. But in the first half, I thought we battled Blantyre. And uh, we were doing 1-0 at half-time. For a goal, it was... Or doing defended terribly for it, but I, I think I'll, we've not had a lot of luck, I would say, either. But uh, you make your own luck, um, that's what I say. Uh, the harder you work, the luckier you'll get. So, you will, uh, we've just got to keep working hard and hopefully <coughs> turn our way sooner or later. Yeah, definitely. Ross, I've got a question for you here. We'll, we've got a few questions we'll, we'll kind of patch in during the, show, during the different points of the show, but we'll on here. Where are you going to stop laddering your tights and get back playing? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Nah, getting on that. I've missed a few games here. I've played my, the first six few or games. seven games. I've <laughs> missed the last four or five there through injury. Um, but no, that's me back fighting fit. Fit for selection. You ready to go? You obviously, you sh- Brian. I'll come back to you in that as well. The, obviously, you've got the cup on Saturday, but after that, uh, the the fixtures. There's a few more home games as well. Dees, are you kind of hoping you'll bounce back? And uh, again, as well, like how how big a mess has it been? Obviously, losing maybe Kyle McCausland, Finley Fry, a couple of players have kind of moved on. Has it been hard to kind of replace that experience? Ah, of course, they're they're good players. Seasoned. Uh, boys at this level and look they're not going off anymore that's we can't worry about that we can only worry about what we've got in our squad and we believe the squad we have is good enough to get results in the league and look you always try and improve the squad if players come along as well but uh, look, the next fixtures are, are key for us I think Rutherglands our next league game you don't want to overlook the cup game, sadly. But Rutherglen's another massive game. It's, they're all going to be now. We're, we're well into the, the league now, so we've got to pick up points 
as often as possible. And I keep working hard and we'll get the rewards if we, if we work hard and training and believe in ourselves. We'll get our rewards eventually. Yeah, definitely. Shankers, yeah, you want to add? No, I, I, I think that, that some of the teams at this stage of the season are in a wee bit of a fourth position just because first 10 games, as Brian said, we're playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Boys at work all day, injuries, suspensions. People haven't got as big a squad, so the same boys are playing again, 10 games uh, in a row. Again, I think at this stage, we're in a wee bit of a false position. Maybe when you go halfway through the season, you'll, you'll see teams maybe in positions roughly where they're, they're going to finish. Uh, it has been tough. Some teams have got, as you said, uh, Glen Arthur at the start of the season have probably played a lot of the, the kind of teams that are up the top end of the season so they're maybe going to fixtures now that, that they'll feel like they can take maximum points for the majority of them so I think as further we get into the season maybe near, near Christmas time you, you'll see more teams in a, a more position that, that they feel that they'll, they'll be at the end of the season rather than I think it's Saturday Wednesday Saturday Wednesday week it's, it's hard. We spoke before at 12 games and, and used to be more than halfway the season in, in the top league in the, the juniors. So for, for that, they not even be a third of the way through the season. Just shows how, how tough it's going to be and there's, there's going to be plenty more, more points dropped and plenty more points won over the course of the season. So I don't think where, where every team is just now is it's where it's going to finish. Yeah, definitely. Every squad's going to have to be utilised to the max. We've, we, I would say we're quite lucky. We've got a decent pool of boys and that's going to be stretched. When it comes to the winter months and obviously the COVID situation's still about as well. And look, if he's in the same boat, it's good squads, I think, will come to the fore in the, in the coming months. So they have... We've got a wee question here, and I want to ask, I'll ask Brian this. Uh, ask Brian, whose headed goal was better at Meadow Park in the opening day of this league season, Ross Fisher's or Sean McElroy's? Was it Ross's goal in the opening day? <laughs> Absolutely, Brian. <laughs> uh, I don't score many, so I've got to claim that. <laughs> I think... I mean, I did score normally the opposing net. <laughs> Ross, I'll come to you. Ross. Ross. Ross, we're going with Ross. We're going with uh, Ross. Square you up later, Ross, I'll come to you. Obviously, who's who's gonna caught your eye in the, the dressing room as well? How good's the dressing room atmosphere and who's the kind of players that have caught your eye since you went in? Oh, the dressing room's good. It's lively. A lot of young boys in it that have kind of grown up a wee bit for the for the walk through the door. There's a good bit of banter, a good mix. Um there's a few thickles in it, right enough. <laughs> um, young David Blythe and uh, Daniel Sloan. <sighs> what a bunch of they are. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely phenomenal. I think their nickname's a gun platoon. <laughs> that's a that's, uh, WhatsApp group picture them two. We played a prank on them before one of the games. It was one of the early games of the season. And we had these two, you know the subsuits you get, right? Glenn's have got a wee corner in her uh, pavilion. These two old subsuits are sitting in a manky <laughs> with their goal class or something. So they are. So we said, right, we need two boys to 
there's a sponsor for subsuits. We need two boys to get a picture taken with Bobby Guthrie. He's a uh, guy who takes the photos and all that. Davey Daniel used to come on. So they're putting these big mock, they're mocking, they've not been washed, they're putting these subsuits on. And they've got the picture taken in the change room, they're keen at the big smiles <laughs> and all that. You're all buckled, laughing. And young Daniel, young Daniel's looking at me like, what are you laughing at? Stop laughing at me. I, I couldn't, I just pissed myself. And he still didn't One even click on that. We're all pissing ourselves laughing. We weren't uh, coming to cunt with them, but oh, fucking okay. some boys. Brilliant. We will move on to a wee, a wee kind of subject we've got here. We've got a quick flyer round for both of you. So, what we're going to do is we're going to ash these off the cuff and you need to obviously go one after the other. We'll do a quick fire round. So we'll start with Come the Karokin Lake. <laughs> Ryan, you go Who's going first, Brian? Ah, uh, well, I played Alton Lake, so I'll say Alton Lake shades it. Just... <laughs> Ross, who you got? Alton Lake. Alton Lake. Best player played with? Whitey. <laughs> Oh, he's up there, I tell you. Ability-wise, I remember training at Talbot. First, I played with Graham Wilson the first season he was there. He used to make a fully in training. Like, he would side-foot things by for 20 yards. So, like, any chance, G? Yeah. <laughs> uh, why you got up there? Just pure determination. Then you've... Well, I'm not doing him disservice it. There's boys that are more talented, but why he get everything out of his game and still does. Uh it's quick fire, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, best player played with. I'd be stuck between two. I would Paul McKenzie and Mark McLaughlin. Best player played against. Andy Leishman. Ross. As a goalie's union, anyway. <laughs> oh, stop. It's quite fire, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that listen, there's a few. Graham Wilson. Graham Wilson. Best story of your football career. That's obviously no quick fire. You need to tell, you need to tell an off the cuff story. The first story that comes into your mind when you think about your football career. Mm. Wow, no idea. <laughs> I That's a hazard. We'll move on. To, we'll come back to uh, that. Actually, funniest I... character, funniest character you played, you've had in your addressing them. Mark Roberts for me. <laughs> Absolutely. You've got to follow that up with a story. No, he's bought Mark you, you couldn't say some of the stories about <laughs> what he says in addressing him on air. Me and Mark we used to travel together to Clyde training and he used to he wouldn't fill the car. Petrol light would in the car after the training, petrol light would be on and he would drive back to the training. And he would more or less just say, right, we're, we're driving the car Brexton, basically. We get him, we get him, we don't be <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. 
Come up that slip road at the QH, shite yourself, ain't you? I'm going to push out the hole. That's gospel too, I'm not joking. Ryan, you got a funny character you played with? Played with a few rockets. Gormley. Gormley was a bit of a rocket awful at times. <laughs> Good boy, but oh, it was uh, Adam Strachan. He was another one, a rocket. So he was. Uh, big Chez. Big Chez is a rocket, I know. <laughs> I don't believe I've suffered him for the best part of 10 See the, see the question? Uh, one of the stories they tell on here was brilliant. About when Hendo was the manager of the, the Glens and he just come into the team and he was sitting about a form and that and Hendo said, Ken, what is it? You've been brilliant the last few weeks. Ken, what's up with you? And he says, I've stopped me out on a Friday night. <laughs> I don't think he's fucking stopped it now. <laughs> Start it again. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. <coughs> just, it's as if he's that daft that he thinks that that's an all right answer uh, to say. Sorry, I've got one. Steph McMillan, he was my manager at Anbank when I first went. I, he's the wittiest guy I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Hilarious. Some, uh, I couldn't, uh, again, I can't tell stories about Big Steph, like he used to go up to. I'll throw it to you, I'll throw it to you, Shankar, as well. Who's the funniest character you've played with? Scott McLaughlin's probably up there when we're here, but uh, there's, there's a couple. Uh, Scott is probably up there. I, I do agree with Fisher. When Marco was a player at, at air when you were younger, you, you just, just say, I can't really say too much about some of the things you would say. Wilson would probably vouch for me in that as well. Uh, but probably funny why Scott McLaughlin as well. He's probably Snodgrass. He's a bit of a a joker for what everybody says as well, so you can you can see how they they got on his powers. But I apologise, Scott, you've got there. Yeah, definitely. We'll move on to the current Glenafton squad. These are a few quick fire questions. Most talented. Scott Sherry. Boss. I probably agree with Brian in that. Aye, Scott. Hardman. <laughs> when you say hard man, what do you mean by that? I mean, just if you are, if you get filled, who would come and? Just come and back you up. Your corner, who would back you up? Yeah, Mark Gilmer, I would say. Ollie, I don't put Ollie's sick name, Brian. English, yeah. English boy. Aye, he was in training, was that the season? Quickest player. Sam McKee. Well, Leon, maybe. Slowest player. <laughs> I'll be up there. <laughs> I'll say Ross. <laughs> this is probably one for That's Ross. Why Ross, is, Ross has been happy. I've been training recently. You will need to tell him to that. <laughs> This is one for Ross, teacher's pet. David Blythe. Hey, yes. Hings after I hear him. <laughs> Would you I go seen them, that, I seen them at both and at both now look at Ross. Teacher's pet. 
Ah, big petty in the captain. Best trainer. The pause isn't the guy that's either. Callum, Callum, Callum Young boy, Callum Thompson. Ross, are you got? I'd agree. Uh, no, I'd agree with Brian in that. Worst trainer. <laughs> Sean McIlroy. Hi, Sean. Future manager. Me. <laughs> nah, big pay. Aye, big ollie. I could see being a manager. That rounds up our quick fire questions. We've got a wee, we obviously we told everybody you're coming on with a week. We got a week and a couple of, of questions to ask the folk in the dressing room. I'm not going to say who because I'm not going to drop them in it. But first one for Ross why do you never attend team nights out? Team night outs. You've already cancelled in two of them. <laughs> There'll be another two cancelled as well. <laughs> uh, in short, my wife's a fruitcake. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm locked in the house any time there's a, there's a team night out. I'm sure your wife was in the pub Saturday as well. She, and I was in the house, Brian. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> And I also understand, Ross, you're the head of the fines committee, but you're also constantly fining yourself for non-attendance at a night out. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Brian, one for you as well, and Shankers has touched on it earlier. Brian plays golf and forever talks to Leon and Davey about it. Try to wind young Davey up as he's greenkeeper at Ballock Mile. McGarrity says he beats him every time they play, so get Brian talking about that. No doubt he'll sla- start slaughtering boys. Talk to us about that. <laughs> Ah, look, Leon and Davy, young boys. Leon, I think, get more into it recently. Davy's a member at Ballot Mile. Says his handicaps too or something. Can't hold it. Every time I play him, I murder him. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a six handicapper. And I, I hammer him all the time. Yeah, he doesn't take it well, to be honest. You want to see him air a putt, six-foot putt. Nervous wreck. More nervous than Ross is tonight. <laughs> 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 Brilliant. Where all the pin positions and all that are the ball mile. That's how he's handed well, Aye. Uh, to be fair, I've played him at the Mullen a few times, my home track, so he's he says he never likes that course. Too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but you've obviously got a, a kind of busy few weeks ahead, Brian and Ross. What's the kind of what's the plans going into the, the rest of the season? What's the target? Oh, look, many games as possible but you don't want to just, it's again when I was on with you at the start of the season you don't want to start making predictions making too much noise it comes yeah. back and bites you in the arse every time so it does look, there's probably been a few teams in the league guilty of that <laughs> looking at the table no naming teams but uh, <laughs> look we, we need to start picking wins up, worrying about ourselves, try and get as high up as possible. Every game is massive. Try and win every game. Try and be competitive. Pick up as many points as possible. If we're doing the right things, I'm sure we'll move up the table. But 
Definitely. Ross, what's your, what's your thoughts for the season ahead? Are you, what's your kind of, are you saying oh, you can I think, targets yourself? I think similar to Brian, listen, it goes without saying you've got to win as many as many games as you possibly can and try and finish as high up, up the league table as, as you possibly can. Listen, the, the league table now is no good re- reading, but as Matt said earlier on, it's, <laughs> it's, it's maybe not a true reflection now just because of the, the, the Saturday-Wednesday games. So, Listen, we've got to win as, as many games as possible and, and get ourselves out there. In the next couple of weeks, we've got a few a few cup cup ties. Of course, you want to stay in them, but your breeding butters is is the league. Uh, let's not be with the, the cup as well. We've got the Scottish Cup. We're away to come. That's a massive game. Aye. I remember my first season at the Glens. We got come up in the quarters. So we did. And it was a huge occasion. The Scottish Cup's still massive as well. I know the league's uh, a big thing now, being expand, uh, a wee expansion with it and more focus on it, but the Junior Cup's a big deal. So as with teams all over the country in it, not just the West Coast. Uh, and that's, that's a big game for us in a few weeks as well against Cumnock. That's, that's going to be huge attention on it. And uh, hopefully one can... Get through, but it's like, no big kid. It's going to be a hard game. Come are doing well, so they are. have good players, as you said. Finley Fry, El McCausland used to play with the Glens. So, yeah. uh, Dar McGill used to play with the Glens is there as well, and obviously, we've got a good management team. Tony McAnally and Branco and the boys. It's been with Tony for years as well. So that's. Yeah, definitely. Shan, because I want to get your thoughts on this before we move into talking about a bit the, the kind of end of the transfer window in Scotland a wee bit. What's your thoughts on this new proposal about the, the cup with the potentially the Lowland teams going into it? Have you heard about that? No, you'll need to put that no. There's talk of the, this is, all, this is just a rumour, but there's talk of the Highland and Lowland League teams being invited into the Junior Cup next year. No, I think it has been proposed, so it has. has I? No, uh, it's been proposed they've got 80 grand worth the backing or whatever the SJFA to expand the Junior Cup or make it a non-league a Scottish non-league cup so I can only see what pans out in the next few weeks I'd imagine Shank is your first impression of that if you've not heard what do you think of that idea? I think it's, it's probably good to expand and maybe bring more attention to the Junior Cup than, than what already is uh, there's teams that are playing in our league that are only in it for, I spoke about that week there, but for whatever reasons. So I think adding, adding other teams in it to, to make it a bigger and better competition could only be good for it. And whether it goes ahead or no, there's, there's, there's lots of people that have got some some good memories before of the Junior Cup. So it's, it's a big thing at this level. It definitely is. And it's one that when it comes out at the start of the season, you you're looking to see who you get, and it's one of the ones that if you're fortunate enough to to get there and win it, it's, it's something that you'll, you'll always remember. So, uh, if they're bringing bigger and better teams into it, then it's going to attract more attention to it. And, and if it goes ahead, then fair enough, it, it'll be a good competition for, for everybody that's involved. Don't fancy a, a couple of I mean, the Highland League teams, mind you, but it'll, it'll certainly make for, for a good viewing if, if they're coming into it. Brian, what's your thoughts on it? Obviously, you know a bit about it. Are you for it or against it? 
Uh, I'd be for it, to be honest. Look, you look down England, look, obviously a lot of the non-league teams now have got the licence trying to get in the Senior Cup. But for a realistic <coughs> point of view, a non-league, Scottish non-league cup, I think it's a great idea. Find out who is the best non-league team in the country. I think I'd be all for it. Uh, whether teams for other associations are going to buy into it, doubt it if I'm honest I, I can't see the Highland League and the Lowland League buying into it but I hope I'm wrong but I, I, I feel these other associations have all got their own agenda so they do uh, as probably did the juniors which much to their downfall obviously with this West of Scotland League now but I, I, I would love to see it so I would definitely but what would happen then with the teams that are playing in their league that haven't put themselves forward for the junior cup, if it was to become a Scottish non-league club, uh, cup, what would happen? Would they, would they get in it or would they still be out it? Can say, for instance, one of the teams that's no one at sea, the, the attractions of Brora and your uh, East Coast Brides and stuff like that in the cup and it brings a big attraction to it, would then they turn around and want back in it or not? Can that's, that's something. Uh, that's... I don't know. Uh, it's politics, isn't it? Uh, uh-huh. I'm sure there'll be invitational letters sent out to these clubs. I think the buffs, the buffs and Davo on the junior cup. Ah, uh, they're not in the junior cup. So I don't get that to be honest. But that's, that's up to them. That's for them clubs to say. That's not for for us to tell them. But. Uh, I can only see what happens in the next few months. Yeah, definitely. Ross, are you for it or against it? 100% for it. Definitely. I think the more teams you can add into it to get the, the spotlight that it probably deserves, I think it's it's a, it's a no-brainer for me. I think over the last maybe three or four years, the Scottish Junior Cup lost its identity a wee bit with, with teams pulling out and, and breaking up for the, for the juniors, if you like, which... I don't think the, the Cup deserved that, to be honest. So I think if you can add more, more teams into it and and give it, as I said, the spotlight it deserves, then I definitely it's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, definitely. We'll touch a bit on the, the game coming up tomorrow night. Scotland play Austria. We'll touch on the, the two games so far. We'll start with Shankers. A 2-0 defeat against Denmark followed by 1-0-1 against Moldova. What's been your thoughts so far in both games? Yeah. Uh, very underwhelming, I think. Uh, the Denmark game, you, you can't really complain. I mean, Denmark had a, a really good Euros and and the, the excellent players. The first half, I think, Scotland were, were lucky uh, to, to probably just, just go in at 2-0. I think the second half, they played a lot better, but if, if they maybe had, had played like that in the, the first half, I think, I think maybe some of the selections, like like some playing Robertson right back. I know there was a players, a lot of players missing through COVID and whatnot, and and pulling out the squad and stuff. But I think just being able to play players in, in positions are comfortably. Robertson should be able to play a position because of the level that he plays at. But I think it just totally like a left foot at right back or a right foot at left back. It just totally unbalancing the team and. I think 2 0 was probably, yeah, uh, Scotland were probably a wee bit lucky to get away at just 2 0, but second half performance 
slightly better and, and beating Moldova one now it's a game you want to go and confidence boost to go and score three, four, five goals at, at home and it wasn't very flaring, so it'll be interesting tomorrow night. It's a, a tough game. Austria are, are a decent side as well. So it'll be interesting to see, but it's, it's probably one that, that we need to win, to be honest. Ross, do you think Scotland have been decent in those two games? And what's your thoughts for tomorrow night against Austria? I thought the first half against Denmark, they were very poor. I thought worrying the goals they lost, actually. The two goals they lost were very poor goals they lost, in my opinion. Second half, as Mark says, they kind of upped the ante a wee bit and started playing a bit better. But I think Denmark probably knew they had the game in the bag and they just managed it and seen the game out, to be honest with you. But as you said, they were, we were lucky to get a half-time, just two goals down. And obviously, the other night there, never took chances, really, did we? It could have been four or five if we went and scored, obviously, going into the Austria game. Now it's, it's must-win, isn't it? So you've got to go there and take something. You certainly can't get, get beaten, come away with nothing. Yeah, definitely. Brian, is tomorrow night a must-win for Scotland? I would say so. If, if we're wanting to get the... I'd imagine second place is a playoff, so I think Denmark will be out of reach now, so they will. Uh, we have to win. I'd like to see us being more positive. I think we're too negative. So we've got good players, we've got good front men. I like uh, Boyne is, but I'm, if I'm honest, I'd play him and Jay Adams together. So, but I know he likes Dykes. Maybe for defensively at set pieces as well. But I, I would go with the boy Nisbet and Jay Adams up front. Try that. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, uh, but do you think it's a three, three or it's basically a five, let's be honest. I just can't really stick it. Man. I just don't think it's some of the, like, the, the players that you're, you're accommodating. Robertson and Tierney's yeah. playing left centre-half and Robertson. I know if they play a four, you're going to have to either play Tierney centre-half or, or probably no, no pick them. I, think, I just think it suits the rest of the team better to like that rather than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've constantly played one of them out of position, haven't you? Aye, I know. I, know. I, think, I just think you would get the best out of at least one of them playing as a four rather than, rather than the three. But I did. played it for that long, I think. Probably showing up better than Robertson. Aye, you're so uh, in the Scotland squad. Uh, but Robertson's always going to play, and he's a captain and playing with Liverpool week in week out. He's not going to take the risk of <laughs> dropping a big name like that. Nah, definitely uh, not. Basic scrutiny, but yeah, definitely not. It's going to be a big game tomorrow night. We'll obviously have uh, match coverage on it all all night long. But we'll touch about in a couple of fan questions. I'm keen to get. Everybody's thoughts in that. Who had a better transfer window, Rangers or Celtic? Shankers. Uh, it's a hard one because, as in buying players, Celtic have been a wee bit more active in that department by going and buying 10, 8, 9, 10, 10 players, new signings. That, but, they needed that more than Rangers. I think Rangers' best business was no letting anybody go and just keeping the the same squad that they, they had, more or less. I didn't, I didn't want a two. Uh, Lundstrom and... Um, who else was it? Sakala. Sakala, that's it. Uh, Lundstrom and Sakala. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't want a two to a squad that they already had, but I think 
best bit of business with, for Rangers was keeping the, the squad that they, they have. It's a, it's a hard one because they both had good windows for <laughs> totally different reasons, if you know what I mean. But uh, I think I don't think you can really answer this question to maybe a couple of months no. down the line and you see the sort of impact that that the players have at Celtic or or if say Rangers going a down a wee bit of a, a bumpy run or something, do they, do they players then want out in January or something? I, I would be very surprised if, if this squad the Rangers have got it's, it's the same squad at the end of the season because say Glenn Kamara or Ryan Kent goes and if it's a right good six month spell in January it's going to be teams come calling so it'll be interesting to see a few months down the line and I think maybe see who, who's had the better bit of business. Brian, have you been kind of happy with the Rangers start of the season so far? Uh, well, obviously, disappointment going out the Champions League. A uh, couple of bad spells in both them ties. Uh, but I didn't see the Dundee United game, uh, the game we lost in the league. But I thought, look, again, it's early doors in the season. I think both sides are quick to write each other off, and you need to see how it develops. Uh, a long way to go and I think Rangers will come come good again to be honest. Uh, I thought for a half hour in that old forum game the start of the second half I thought they bossed it. I thought they bullied Celtic more dominant and the goal was always going to come and obviously Celtic came more into it. I thought Rangers maybe sat off a bit and were happy to take the 1-0 but uh, look, Celtic looked decent under this new man. Yeah. Postacoglu and he's made a Great lot of pronunciation, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Practiced it, so I did. You're uh, right, you have. Gosh, based on your thoughts on the season so far, I think it's listen, it's tight in it. Um, as Brian said, I think Celtic is going to come decent under under him. I, I certainly do, but under him, you know, I can meet, you know, I can meet for an hour. No, but it's listen, it's nothing talking. It, I think obviously the old firm. I think Rangers showed big character getting into that game. We what's obviously happened. We we heard they had out the young boy playing in nets. Um, I, I thought they showed great character, and they could have probably won it more than what they did. To be honest with you. But as, as, as the two guys said, it's, it's still early days, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. That's a final question for Brian. The girl know who this is from, but I'm not going to say his name because he, want, he wants to remain anonymous. Give us a hostel one at Cheltenham 2022. <laughs> <laughs> mm. do, 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 do. We've got an eight. Uh, one of David Cotton's in the cross country Ajax possibly very good we are going to wrap up the show there thanks very much to Shankers for coming on as always it's been an absolute pleasure no no worries good. and thanks to our Glen Afton guests Ross and Brian it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show thanks for coming on cheers lads thank you cheers thanks very much Brilliant. We will be back on Thursday with another episode of the Scottish Football Show, so stay tuned for that. Thanks very much to everyone who's tuned in. Please check out our social media channels and subscribe to us on YouTube and our podcast pages. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers.